0: Welcome. Welcome, everyone. I'm going to give a couple of moments to allow everyone to connect tonight. everyone welcome welcome come on in thank you everyone for joining A couple more seconds and then we will begin. Amen. If you are already connected, I'm going to ask that you share this teaching. Amen. So that others can jump on quickly. All right, let's go ahead and begin tonight again thank you for everyone that is joining thank you for taking the time to connect tonight amen you could be doing anything else but you're here tonight and so for that I thank you uh, thank you for being eager to learn God's word and um, to grow in, in in the scriptures and in the spirit amen So I'm very excited tonight. I always say that, but I love teaching God's Word, and it's something that I just love to do. And so um, I'm mostly excited tonight because we're going to talk about Shabbat. This is one of the things that the Parsha covers tonight. Uh, It covers the preparations for the making of the tabernacle, and then it talks about the regulations of Shabbat. We're going to talk about the blessings that are within Shabbat amen and how scripture it's basically a blessing and a promise that scripture uh, gives us when it comes to Shabbat and how beneficial it is for us not only for our body but for our mind and most importantly for our spirit amen so again if you are just joining welcome shalom thank you for connecting tonight for those of you who do not know me my name is Pastor Evelyn and I am I have the privilege of pastoring a community of believers, Torah observant believers in the area of Hialeah, Florida, and every Thursday night we connect here on Facebook and then we used to connect on YouTube, but we see that Facebook is a little bit more easier for some people. And so, we do the lives on Facebook or we're going to start doing the lives on Facebook and then just uploading them right after the teaching, we'll upload them to our YouTube page. Amen. If you want to know a little bit about our community, you can go on our webpage which is in one spiritchurch.com if someone can help me down there in the comment area and um, put in this link. It's inonespiritchurch.com and also you can find us on YouTube, also In One Spirit Miami Church and on our Facebook page and Instagram page under In One Spirit Miami Church. So we're pretty much on a lot of platforms. We also have about 12, if I'm not mistaken, 12 um, podcasts. And I don't know all of them. I don't have a list. I need to get that list from one of my sisters. Um, but I know we are on about 12 podcasts. I know that the main ones are Spotify, Apple, and Google. Amen. Also, I believe the other one is Breaker. Um, the one that I have on the top of my mind right now. So uh, you can find us on any other platforms. Maybe you don't want to see our faces on a on, on a video. And that's okay. Um, you can... Put on your earphones and listen to us on those podcasts. Amen. Every week we upload our Shabbat service and our teach and our Torah portion or parsha teachings. So again, welcome. Please take this moment to share, 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 share with your loved ones, your friends, your families. Give by grace for what by grace you will receive tonight. And um, I always say, sharing is free. So go ahead and just click on that button um, and if you have someone that doesn't have social media later on tonight the link on youtube will be available you can send them the video then amen so as you can see on your screen i displayed the name of the parsha tonight is vayahel and it is going to be covering exodus 35 verse 1 all the way through exodus 38 verse 2 Twenty, Amen. Along with um, the book of Exodus, you also have uh, it also, this partial also covers 1 Kings, if you're taking notes, 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 40 through 50, and also 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 11. So you can find. This Parsha contains in all of those scriptures, which is really good for studying purposes. Now, before we begin, um, we're gonna pray before we begin, but one thing I do wanna mention is that this Parsha, um, this teaching is gonna be a short teaching tonight, Um, there is within this Parsha like I mentioned it does cover the preparations for the making of the tabernacle and it does cover the Sabbath regulations but what I want to speak about tonight is just the Sabbath Um, so it probably will be a little shorter than others we'll see where the Spirit leads us. Amen. So Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to connect once again, Lord, on this night together in one spirit to study your word, to understand what pleases your heart, Father God, and to grow in the Spirit and in our knowledge of Scripture. For we know that Scripture says people perish for lack of knowledge. And so I pray tonight that you would increase our knowledge, Father, so that we will not perish. I pray that you would bless everyone that is connected tonight. I pray that this teaching will reach the four corners of the earth and it will bless anyone who needs to hear this, Father God. I pray, Father God, that it be not my words, but your words, and I pray that you will take control of my mouth, for I am simply a vessel used by you. Father, thank you. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. So let's get into this. So just as I mentioned, um, the summary, if you would, uh, is basically the preparations of the making of the tabernacle and the Sabbath regulations. Now I want to start off by reading um, chapter 35 of Exodus starting in verse 1, which is the opening of this Parsha. And usually the names um, the names of the Parsha come from either the first or the second verse of the opening, of that Torah portion. So for example, Vaychel is also known as he assembled. It's translated into he assembled. And where do we get that from? Well, we get that from the very first verse of Exodus 35. Let's read. It says, then Moses assembled, there it is, all the congregation of Bnei Israel and said to them. So what is Moses doing at this very moment? He is assembling the people together, the people of Israel. He is assembling them together in a community. He's bringing them together and he is about to give them Torah. This is so amazing. He is assembling them and he is about to give them Torah, which is what we are doing right at this very moment. We are assembling this platform. We are coming together in one spirit. We are reading Torah amen so he is he's about to give them Torah and the very first item on the list of things that he's going to be talking about is Shabbat and he's going to explain to them what Shabbat is or, or, or the importance of Shabbat let's continue to read it says these are the words which Adonai has commanded to you now I want to stop there for a moment again a lot of people when you talk about The law of God or when you talk about the commandments or when you talk about the Torah or the Old Testament, they tend to look at it as the law of Moses, right? Um, Moses did not write his own law. Moses was a a mediator. Moses was like the middleman. He would receive from God and then he, he would either receive from God or hear from God or speak to God and then he would take this information to the people of Israel and he would teach them. He would tell them, what God spoke, or what God told him to, to give them, he was simply the, the, the middleman. So there it's it's not the law of Moses, it's the law of God given to Moses for the people. It is basically it's it's like a pastor when he stands in a church, it is not the words of the pastor, it is the words of God, and then the pastor is simply giving it to the people. That is the same concept, amen. So, and, and, I, and I love that, that it says, these are the words which Adonai has commanded to you. I love that Moses is saying that because a lot of people, they have kind of like in their mind this mentality that this is coming from Moses and so we don't have to listen to Moses. Right, And so therefore, we, we kind of do away with everything God was trying to, ta- to, to say to the people through Moses. Because we have this conception that this is coming from Moses himself instead of God. So I'm very glad that this Parsha opens up with saying, I'm about to give you Torah. I'm about to give you one of the commandments, right? I'm about to give you something that is important to God. And this is coming straight from him for you. This is from Adonai to the people. It continues to say in verse 2, Work is to be done for six days, but the seventh day is a holy day for you, a Shabbat of complete rest for Adonai. Now, the way I I, I see it is that Yahweh said these six days, they're common. They're common. They're all the same. There's a routine in your life. You work. You do errands. You have chores. You have six days to do that. Okay. But on the seventh day. Is a day of complete rest. And I love that it says. But the seventh day is a holy day for you. It's a holy day for you. A Shabbat of complete rest to Adonai. So it's for you. But when you observe it. It's going to benefit you. But you're doing it to Adonai. So it's a form of. Worship, Amen. This is a form of worship to Adonai. So he, he says, all these six days are common, but there's one day. There's one day out of your whole entire week that I made it special. There's one day that I am giving to you as a gift for you to rest. And on that day, when you honor it, you are showing me worship. You are worshiping. You are doing it to Adonai or unto Adonai amen so we see that Moses gathered the people he assembled the people and he gave them Torah that was the very first item on the list and he explained to them to them how important it is to observe it beloved it is important to observe it if you are a Christian okay and you believe in Jesus or Yeshua which is his Hebrew name The modern day church has changed the seventh day Sabbath rest to Sunday. We'll get to that in a little bit, a little bit later on. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But when you observe the Sabbath, you are not putting yourself under a burden. You are receiving a gift that Yahweh wants to give you. It is not a burdensome gift. Okay, gifts are not burdensome that's like an oxymoron this is a gift given to you so that you can enjoy so that you can regenerate yourself have this time with God with your family a time to shut off your mind and grow in the spirit and we'll see as we move along in this teaching the blessings that Shabbat ent- that, that Shabbat entails many blessings and i think a lot of us a lot of times we we don't we don't really sit down to think about the beautiful things we can receive and enjoy if we observe shabbat amen so it's not a burden it's a gift and it's a free gift and i don't know about you but i like gifts i like to receive gifts so how much more would i not want to receive a gift from my heavenly father. And the beautiful thing about it is that he he did it as an example for us in the book of Genesis. He created all these days, but on the seventh day, he rested. Now, did he have to rest? No, he didn't have to rest. He's all powerful, omniscient, omnipotent. He's, he's, He's just amazing in every way. He's the creator of the universe. He does not need to rest, but he did it as an example for us so that we can follow, amen? So the first thing is that the Sabbath is a commandment, amen? But it's also a blessing. If you're writing notes, write this down. It is a commandment, but it's also a blessing. Another thing I want to mention is that God set apart the Shabbat as a a, a day of holiness, As a day of holiness. And he separated it from all the other days. So he wanted it to make. He wanted there to be a a distinction. He wanted us to understand. That this is a day of holiness. Holiness it is a set-apart day it is distinguished from among the rest of the days it is a free gift for you it is not burdensome he did it by example so that we can follow and the purpose for all of this is so that we can commune with him and so that he can show us his goodness so when we set apart time beloved on Shabbat and we commune with God and we bask in the free gift that he has given us, we begin to experience and to see his goodness. We begin to to experience it. We, it's it's like tangible. I don't know if, if if some of you have experienced this before, but it's a tangible feeling to To to, to be in Shabbat, in communion with the Lord, know that you're separating this day because it pleases Him, because it is commanded, but because it's also a worship to Him. I don't know, sometimes you feel it as a tangible blessing. As a matter of fact, Scripture talks about miraculous things that Yeshua did on the Sabbath, healed on the Sabbath. I mean, there is a special blessing on the Sabbath. And we're going to get into that a little bit more tonight. But the purpose of Shabbat is to commune with god and to experience his goodness amen it's also an appointment that god made with mankind with humanity this is an appointment that god made with humanity and one thing i'm sure we all know is that god never misses his appointments when we show up to shabbat come on when we show up to shabbat we are telling god this date that you have appointed is important to me because it's important to you. Whatever is important to God should be important to us as his sons and daughters. Amen. So when we show up to Shabbat, when we prepare our tables for Shabbat, when we take time with our families to commune with God on Shabbat, we're showing up to this appointment. And this pleases the heart of God because he never misses any of his Appointments. Amen. So this is an appointed time. And I want to go to Exodus really quick. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. It says, actually, let's start reading from verse 1. In Genesis chapter 2 it says so the heavens and the earth were completed along with their entire reign God completed on the seventh day his work that he had made and he ceased on the seventh day from all his work that he had made then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it for on it he ceased from all his work that God created for the purpose of preparing So what do we see here in these verses is not only is Moses assembling the people in the book of Exodus chapter 35 he's assembling them and he's about to give them Torah he's about to show them or or explain to them how important it is to observe Shabbat. Not only is it a, 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 a gift right a commandment but it's also a gift. never a burden it is freely given to us for us to commune with God amen for us to commune with God and so that he can allow us to experience his goodness but also here in the book of Genesis it says the Shabbat not only is it set apart but on Shabbat there is a special blessing so I think we miss this when so many times we say I don't want to really observe Shabbat, that's for Jewish people. I mean, I, I hear it all the time when 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 I ex- when I tell someone that I observe Shabbat and that I actually um, congregate on Shabbat, the first thing they ask me is, "Oh, are you Jewish?" I am not. I'm not Jewish, but I've understood. I'm not Jewish by blood, but I have understood as. Um, the book of Ephesians talks about right and the book of Romans chapter 11 I've understood that I've been grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel so I feel that every time he's speaking to Israel here in Torah I feel I'm included because I am spiritual Israel I may not be natural Israel but I'm spiritual Israel right and so Here in the book of Genesis, even before there was ever a Jew, I want you to listen here. Even before there was ever a Jew, God was already instituting Shabbat in creation. So how did along the lines, did we ever conclude that Shabbat is only for the Jewish people? When even before there was Jewish people, there was already Shabbat and it was instituted in creation for all humanity so when I see here in Genesis chapter 2 that it talks about the seventh day and then it says then God blessed the seventh day if we notice there is no special blessing on any other of the six days that he had just created he created um, something on one day and he said and and it says and he saw that it was good then he created something else and then it says and he saw that it was good so all, he saw that everything was good But there was a blessing only attached to the seventh day. Now, can God bless us any other day of the week? Absolutely, He can. That's not the point of this. The point is that I'm telling you that on Shabbat, there is a special blessing. You can receive a blessing any other time of the week. That we we understand. But there is a special blessing that is not known to common days. Remember, I explained the, the six days that we are allowed to work and that we are allowed to do our errands and our chores and all that good stuff, right? Those are known as common days. Shabbat is not a common day. Shabbat is a sanctified day, is a set apart day, is a holy day. And it is a day that has a special blessing so every time we show up for Shabbat come on somebody every time we show up for Shabbat for the appointment that we have with God or that better yet God has that appointment with mankind and he never misses his appointments but we show up to that appointment and we say God I am here because I understand how important this day is for you not only did you make it for my rest and my um Not only did you make it for me as a gift and for my rest and for me to uh, regenerate from the things I've had to do in the last six days, not only is it a free gift, but every time I show up, I'm prepared and I'm anticipating a special blessing because there is a special blessing attached to Shabbat that is not attached to any other day. So in verse three, in Genesis chapter two, it says, then God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it. We don't see this sanctification in any other day either. So there is a sanctification and there is a blessing. Amen. So it's a a time to commune with God and it's a time for him to show us and a time for us to experience his goodness, but it's also a time to experience his holiness and his special blessing. Now, I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. That gets me excited when I know Shabbat is around the corner and I can expect a special blessing from my father. And it doesn't have to be material. That is not what I'm speaking about. There is a special spiritual blessing. Every time you set apart Shabbat, you you, you understand that it is sanctified, that it is a day uh, with a special blessing, that it is an appointment that God had with humanity, with mankind, and you, you observe it. With all of your heart, not only because it was made for you, but it was, un- it was. This Shabbat is given unto God as a form of worship. You are setting yourself, you're setting yourself up for a special blessing to receive a special blessing. And special blessings, like I just mentioned, is not material things necessarily. It is spiritual growth. It is wisdom. It is knowledge. Amen. Every time we spent these days or this day with our Creator, and we set apart it, and set it apart, and we make it holy unto Him. We are telling Him, I'm positioned for a special blessing, Amen. I'm positioned. Fill me with Your Spirit, increase my knowledge, increase my, increase the wisdom. Give me wisdom. Give me a double portion of wisdom, Amen. It's also a, a beautiful time to rest your mind from the cares of this world, Amen. It's it's, it's a time to to leave aside all the worries, all the fears, all the cares of this world and just connect with the one who can get you through all these cares, who can get you through the, through the worries of this world and through the, 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 the things that we need to, you know, deal with on a daily basis in our, in our everyday life. And so it is, it is a special, special day and it is a blessing. Amen. As believers. We are free to worship any other day. I, I believe I just mentioned this a, a, a while ago. We are free to worship any day, but we can never mistake any other day as being sanctified and set apart as Shabbat is. Now, I know a lot of times I get um, the question well, when is Shabbat? When, when do I start Shabbat? When do I observe it? In the book of Genesis, also, in uh, chapter 1, verse 31, it talks about well all, all of um creation actually talks about it every day that god would complete a day he would reference it as from evening to evening so god measures one day from evening to evening so shabbat begins technically shabbat begins friday at sundown and it goes to sun to saturday at sundown so again It's Friday evening to Saturday evening, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Those are, that's the way that God measures one day. It's not, it's not like us, like we measure it um, from six o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock at night or 12 to 12. No, he measures it from sundown to sundown. So technically we should be preparing for Shabbat before the sun comes down. Amen. So. One thing I want I want to mention that I have here in my notes and if you're taking notes you may you may want to write this down is that our approach our approach to Shabbat and not a lot of people have this uh, the understanding of Shabbat and we can't really uh you know, judge them or point fingers or I know sometimes we we get into the tendency of that, right? But we're really, we, we really have to show grace because the truth of the matter is we didn't, we didn't observe Shabbat a few years back, right? And so God was graceful with us and he began to show us. And so we began to follow and everything is a process, right? We begin to unlearn the things that we perhaps were taught wrong and we begin to learn now The right things. And so, our approach to the Shabbat, if you're taking notes, our approach to the Shabbat is based on our convictions. Our approach to the Shabbat is based on our conviction and to our level of obedience. It's funny because a lot of times we tell God, take me deeper, God, take me deeper. But then when God begins to take you deeper and show you things, and those things will, will cause for you to make some changes in your life or will will, will set you up in, in a position where you have to make changes in your life, that's when we don't want God to take us deeper anymore. I remember I used to say, God, take me deeper, take me deeper. And when he started showing me so many, you know, things that I needed to change in my understanding of scripture, I was a little held back. I was like, well, do I really want to go this deeper? Would I just rather stay in the superficial, in the superficial and in the modern world? Christianity way of thinking but the truth of the matter is that superficial is it's is really not edifying at times you know being and staying in the superficial and so uh, when he does want to take you deeper it is going to be our level of obedience if we want to go where he's taking us amen so our approach to Shabbat or anything really that God shows us is based on our convictions are we willing to be convicted by God to make the change and when we are convicted, is our level of obedience a deep level where we will do what God is showing us? So that is everyone is, is 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 that's individual for everyone. We we can't really measure everyone's faith at the same at the at the same level. And so for those people who you are praying for, show them grace, amen. Because we didn't understand this a few years back uh, either. And so. We praise God that now we do. And I'm sure that we are learning so much along the way. So we have to definitely give give grace to others because God was very grateful with us. Amen. So while the Bible is full of promises, um, let's look at a few that are uh, especially focused on Shabbat. Amen. I know a lot of times we love to quote promises from scripture, but I just want to focus on, on the ones that... Um, are especially focused on Shabbat. The number one thing um, that I want to focus on tonight is that Shabbat is a gift of rest. Shabbat is a gift of rest. And we just read this in Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. When in the beginning, right, God showed us, by example, Shabbat. And He gave humanity, listen to this, He gave humanity the gift of sacred rest. And the reason he gave humanity the gift of sacred rest is so that they would have fellowship with him. So he gave a gift to humanity so that he can connect with humanity. Look how, how amazing our God is. He gave you a gift, like if we deserved it, right? Of course not. He gave us a gift because he wanted to fellowship with us. So he was drawing you in with a gift. And yet so many times we see Shabbat as a burden. How sad, right? I used to see it as the same as well. And, and, And when I came to this understanding, I really had to ask the Lord to forgive me because it really isn't a burden. It's a gift. And who doesn't want to receive a gift, especially if it comes with a special blessing, right? And so God gave humanity the gift of sacred rest to spend in fellowship with Him. So what a what a beautiful thing what what a gift what a promise we see in the gift of rest and you can reference just Genesis chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 for that Amen Also Shabbat is freedom from work Anyone that says Shabbat is freedom from work I will tell tell them sign me up right because sometimes our work can be pretty stressful But Shabbat is freedom from work. And we can see this in Exodus 20, 8 through 11. Let's go there for a moment. Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11. It says, remember Yom Shabbat. Shabbat. To keep it holy, you are to work six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is Shabbat to Adonai, your God. In it, you shall not do any work, not you, nor your sons, nor your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your cattle, nor the outsider that is within the gates. For in six days Adonai made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day, then Adonai blessed Yom Shabbat and made it holy. So we see in Exodus 20 verses eight through 11, the freedom from work. And beloved, the freedom from work is not only for you. It clearly says no one around you, nor your servants, nor no one, not even the outsider, is to work on Shabbat. You are to rest, but you are to allow to rest to others so it is a gift of rest but it is freedom from work amen we can all use both a gift and freedom also shabbat is a blessing of joy amen shabbat is a blessing of joy let's turn to isaiah 58 isaiah 58 13 through 14 Let's see what scripture says about this. A blessing of joy. It says, if you turn your foot from Shabbat, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call Shabbat a delight. Look at what it says. Call Shabbat a delight. So enjoy Shabbat. Enjoy the gift that God has given you. Even before there was ever a Jew, he made it for you. He made it for humanity. He made it for mankind. It says, if you turn back your foot from Shabbat, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call Shabbat a delight, meaning don't call it a burden, call it a delight, the holy day of Adonai honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, not seeking your own pleasure. So in other words, don't do your chores, don't do your errands, don't go work to try to make extra money or overtime. It says, if you honor it, the way it's supposed to be honored. Well, how is it's supposed to be honored? It has to be a day completely different from all your other days. Completely different. Do something different. If you don't go walk by the beach, go walk by the beach. If you don't take a stroll with your family in the park, go take a stroll with your family in the park. If you don't spend quality time on the other six days a week with the Lord, spend quality time on Shabbat. This is the day given to you to rest, to enjoy communion, to enjoy your family, to enjoy your fellowship. Amen, your sisters, your brothers. Have Shabbat lunch like we just had one a couple of weeks ago in in our congregation. Everybody brought a dish. We had a potluck and right after service we had Shabbat lunch together. We enjoy each other's communion. It says, "If you honor it, not going your own ways, not seeking your own pleasure, nor speaking your usual speech, so don't treat Shabbat like every other day. Don't 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 talk about things that you really talk about every other single day. Talk about something different on Shabbat." Make it different. Talk mostly about the Lord if you could. Separate it for Him. It is a holy day. It is sanctified. It has a special blessing attached to it. Make it different in all aspects. Verse 14. Then you will delight yourself in Adonai. So when you call it a delight, you will delight yourself in Adonai. If you call it a burden, you will feel burdened. Even if you observe Shabbat. And you look at it as a burden you will feel burdened but if you caution about a delight you will feel delighted in adonai praise the lord it says then you will delight yourself in adonai and i will let you ride oh i will let you i will let you ride over the heights of the earth i will feed you with the heritage of your father jacob whoa Not only will he bless you, because there's a a special blessing attached to Shabbat. Not only will he show you his goodness, he will allow you to experience his uh, his goodness to you. Not only will he commune with you, but he will let you ride over the heights of the earth. That means he will let you ride high on wings of eagle. He will let you ride over the heights of the earth and he will feed you heritage. Mm. Why would we possibly, why did I even see this as a burden at one point in my life? Look at all the blessings that are in Shabbat. I will feed you the heritage of your father Jacob from from the mouth of Adonai has spoken. So this is a blessing of joy, of delight. And this is how we are to approach Shabbat. We should be anticipating, we should work hard to get to Shabbat and enjoy the rest of it, the blessing of it, the joy of it, the gift of it. Amen? Also, a special blessing for Gentiles. Now, if you were a Gentile and you came to Christ or you came to Yeshua, right and you understand that he is your final atonement and you understand that he is the son of god and that he is the savior and our redeemer then you are no longer a gentile now you have been grafted in to the commonwealth of israel but for those gentiles that had not yet come to the lord there is a special blessing for them too if they choose to honor shabbat let's go to isaiah we're already in the book of isaiah let's go to chapter 6 Verses 6 through 8. This is so good. Isaiah 6. I was just in Isaiah and I flipped to another book. Isaiah 6, verses 6 through 8. I even have it highlighted here in my Bible. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a glowing coal. Let me make sure it's Isaiah 6. Yes. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a glowing coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sins atoned for. Then I heard the voice of Adonai saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? So I said, hineni send me then he said go tell the people hear without understanding and see without perceiving make the heart of the people fat their ears heavy and their eyes blind else they would see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and return and be healed Hmm. this may not be the verse i want to read I may have written it down wrong. Let me see if I can find it here quickly. Just bear with me a moment. I don't think it was that one. If we can't get it, then we'll just move on. And I can provide the scripture that I wanted to read um, later on. Isaiah 56. Let me see here. Two, three. Okay, here it is. Thank you, Lord. It's Isaiah 56. Let me change that. Isaiah 56. And it's going to be verses 2 through 8. Isaiah 56 verses 2 through 8. It says, Blessed is the one who does this, the son of man who takes hold of it, who keeps from profaning Shabbat and keeps his hand from doing any evil. Do not let a son of a foreigner who has joined himself to Adonai say, Adonai will surely exclude me from his people. Mm-mm. nor let the the eunuch say behold I am a dry tree for thus says Adonai to the eunuchs who keep my Shabbat who choose what pleases me and holds fast my covenant I will give to them in my house and within my walls a memorial and a name better than the of better than sons and daughters I will give them an everlasting name that will not be cut off also the foreigners who join themselves to Adonai to minister to him and to love the name of Adonai and to be his servant and who keep from from profaning Shabbat and hold fast to my covenant these I will bring to my holy mountain and let them rejoice amen there is a, spe- a, a, a special rejoicing For Gentile believers that are coming to this understanding. I will let them rejoice in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. For my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. Adonai Elohim, who gathers the dispersed of Israel those are the Gentiles, the dispersed of Israel, that now in these days he is bringing back, he is gathering, he is assembling his lost sheep, his prodigal sons, he is assembling back and he's opening the eyes of these Gentiles and, 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 and he's making them understand that they are no longer Gentiles and that now they are grafted into Israel. They are spiritual Israel. He's opening their eyes. He's gathering them from, from from all the four corners of the earth. He is gathering the dispersed of Israel. It says, Adonai Elohim, who gathers us dispersed of Israel, declares, I will gather still others to him, to those already gathered. So he already gathered his, he he has his people gathered, but now those who were dispersed, this is what I believe is happening. Those Christians that believe that the, the law of God is done away with, that's dispersed, those dispersed ones who have gone away into modern Christianity and the superficial way of living this life of faith. He is bringing them with strings of love. He is opening the eyes. I mean, I never get tired of of hearing people say, I am coming to Torah. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. and And my eyes are being opened to Torah. They're being opened to Shabbat and to the feast. I mean, it's such a joy to hear that because I was there once too. And he is gathering his sons and his daughters and showing them the truth of scripture and what he really meant in his word and what really pleases him. Amen. Let me just have a drink of water. And so there's a special blessing for the Gentiles or uh, the former Gentiles who choose to observe Shabbat. Amen. Not only that, not only is there a gift of rest, but there's freedom from work. There's a blessing of joy. There's a special blessing for Gentile or former Gentiles, but also Shabbat gives us security. Come on, say that with me. Shabbat gives me security. Let's go to Ezekiel 2020. Ezekiel 2020. I pray you guys are receiving. Amen. You're taking notes. So it says, keep my Shabbat holy so they will be a sign between me and you that you may know that I am Adonai, your God. So Shabbat is a sign of security, is a sign that I am your God, you belong to me, and I am your God. It's a sign of um, (coughs) security. have an owner right I have I have a a groom I have a husband spiritually speaking this is a sign it clearly says that Shabbat is a sign between us and God if I'm observing Shabbat I'm secured because I have this sign with within with which is Shabbat I have this sign in my life. This distinguishes me from all the rest of the people. This is a sign, it is a covenant, it is an agreement that there is between God and us, amen? God has given us the Sabbath as a sign of our covenant with him. So not only is it a gift of rest, freedom from work, a blessing of joy, but also a security. This is my sign. Shabbat is the sign that I am set apart. Amen. So, looking at is looking at Shabbat as a burden, is looking at the sign of being set apart as a burden. And so, when we begin to think about it this way, we begin to 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 think, well, then maybe Shabbat is really important for God. Maybe I should con- consider observing it not on whatever day I choose but on the day he instituted from creation before there was ever a Jew. Amen? So, also Shabbat is renewal in Yeshua. Shabbat is renewal in Yeshua. And we won't read all of Mark chapter 2 for the sake of time, but go back and read Mark chapter 2. Yeshua came as God in the flesh to show us how to live a life that is continually renewed and refreshed by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna say that again. And you can reference Mark chapter two for that. Joshua came as God in the flesh. Remember, God rested in the book of Genesis as an example for us to follow. He rested on the seventh day. That was an example he gave us so that we would follow it. But then, Joshua came as God in the flesh to show us again how to live a life that is continually renewed and refreshed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And how do we do that? On Shabbat. We are continually renewed and refreshed on this set-apart day. Just as, as he, he intended it to be for humanity since creation so we are continually renewing and refreshing our lives by the power of the holy spirit when we set apart shabbat and we rest and we observe it the way god intended us to and for the reason he intended us to observe it amen also shabbat is hope of eternity this one i love hope for eternity let's turn to isaiah 66 Verse twenty-two through twenty-three. I hope you guys are learning so many beautiful blessings just within Shabbat, apart from all the other beautiful promises and blessings that God has for us. But we're just focusing on Shabbat, and I am. I'm so, I'm so, so blessed to be able to see all these blessings that Shabbat uh, brings. Amen. Isaiah sixty-six, verses twenty-two. 23 it says for just as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make will endure before me it is a declaration of Adonai so your descendants and your name will endure and it will come to pass from that from one new moon to another and from one Shabbat to another, all flesh will come to bow down before me says Adonai let's read verse 24 also as they leave they will look unto the corpses of the people who rebelled against me for their worm will not die and their fire will not be quenched and they will be a horror to the to all flesh look at what it says in verse 23 And it will come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Shabbat to another, all flesh will come to bow down before me, says Adonai. So God, he promises an everlasting Shabbat rest in the world to come. So if Shabbat was observed by the first Christians, right? And there is a promise of Shabbat rest in the world to come. Why are we not observing Shabbat in the in-between time? One thing I shared on social media yesterday is that Shabbat along with all the other biblical feasts, they are simply dress rehearsals um, for a world to come. They're dress rehearsals For what we're going to be doing. In eternity. In eternity. We're going to be celebrating the biblical feast. In eternity. Isaiah is telling us. There will be a rest in the world to come. So. If we see it as a burden now. I wonder how we will see it. When. The world to come. Finally comes. So. It is. A hope for eternity. Amen? So, how did the Christian day of worship change from Saturday, 7th day, to Sunday, the first day of the week? How did that change? I wanted to talk about this um, for a moment. Most of you would know it, but I want to share it for maybe those who will be watching later and maybe do not know it. In In 321... Constantine sought to distinguish Christianity from, the, from all the Hebraic traditions. So he instituted Sunday worship and he called Sunday the Lord's Day because that is the day believed to be the day of Yeshua's resurrection. For that, you can reference John chapter 20, verse 1. But for those who do a little bit more digging, know that joshua resurrected at the end of shabbat that saturday night not sunday morning so how did the christian day of worship change it was changed by man and there's much deeper study to this but i'm just giving you a glimpse of why all this was changed and maybe to cause you to do your own study in this. Amen? So man changed this. And Constantine may have tried to erase the Hebrew roots, which is, if you think about it, we are following a Jewish Messiah. All his disciples were Jewish, right? So there's Hebrew roots to our Christian faith, and that's where we've strayed away from. But God is opening the eyes of his scattered ones and bringing them back to the Hebrew roots, which was what was instituted from the very beginning. So Constantine may have tried to erase the Hebrew roots of the gospel, but God will always finish what he started. And man cannot compete with that. So Constantine could have changed whatever he wanted to change. But in the end of days, God is opening the eyes to his sons and daughters and showing them the true the truth set apart day. It isn't any other common day. It is the seventh day, amen. The truth of the matter is beloved, that the roots of the gospel is Hebraic. That is the truth. It is divine and it is authentically Hebraic. And so people are, are having a hard time right now understanding why so many Christians are being awakened to this. And they, they say that they're putting themselves under the law but the truth is that the roots of the gospel are divine and authentically hebraic. God starts with covenant. God starts a covenant with Israel in the book of Genesis. This is so interesting. God starts a covenant with Israel in the book of Genesis and will climax with his covenant with Israel in the book of Revelation. So from beginning to end, he is instituting his covenant God starts with his covenant with Abraham, which was a Hebrew, and seals his covenant with Joshua, who is also a Hebrew. How interesting, right? Today many Gentiles are embracing the Hebrew roots of the gospel. They are returning to their roots. That this is what in one spirit church has done. They have returned to their roots. And like I mentioned earlier, this is all based on people's own convictions and their own level of obedience i have come to learn that we can't force people into understanding certain things they all have their own time we can pray for them and we can plant seeds but we cannot take people to understand things that they may not be ready for and so that is when we show grace amen people have their own things that they will come to understanding in their own time. And it's not our time, it's God's time. So just as the biblical feast, like I was mentioning, are dress rehearsals of things to come, the Sabbath is a shadow of things to come as well. And you can reference Colossians 2 verse 16 for that. Colossians 2 verse 16. Also the Sabbath is, is a picture of how we will commune with God through all eternity. The Sabbath is a picture how we will commune with God through all eternity. Yeshua is the embodiment of the Sabbath. He is actually the Sabbath rest himself. Matthew chapter 12, verse eight. Let's go there for a moment. Matthew 12, verse 8. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. So, Yeshua is the embodiment of the Sabbath. He is, in fact, our Sabbath rest. Praise, praise, praise the Lord. During Yeshua's ministry, throughout the gospel, as I mentioned before, Yeshua performed the greatest miracles on Shabbat. And he did it to prove to the Pharisees that he was the Lord of the Sabbath. Now remember the Pharisees back then were trying to put fences around the commandments of God to make it difficult for Gentiles to um, participate or to observe. And so they, they put fences to, to make their own regulations, but that was never the regulation of, of, of God instituted by God himself. And so we should be mindful we should be mindful of this to not to not make Sabbath look as something that you're prohibited to do everything. It is simply a day of rest. It is a day to commune with God. It is a day to be refreshed in the spirit. It is a day different from all the rest. And And, and we should actually call it a delight not only call it a delight but show others that it is in fact a delight because that is the only way we will draw others to believe that it is a delight and draw them to begin to potentially observe the sabbath amen so as believers we are not void of our responsibility to keep god's commandment and we do it out of love we don't do we don't obey the commandments of God for salvation purposes. We are already saved, beloved. Yeshua was our salvation. We observe Shabbat and the biblical feast and we obey or we strive daily to obey because we all fall short of his glory every single day. But we strive to obey the commandments of God out of love. Amen. Not to be saved, but we do it because we are Saved, Amen. And we are grateful and we love our father. Joshua said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And this is in John 14, 15. As worshipers, we speak of going beyond the veil. This is something very interesting too. As worshipers, we're always talking about going beyond the veil into the holies of holies. There's even a song that says, take me beyond the veil, right? Or take me to the holies of holies. And we love to sing it. But we seldom think of what is really behind the veil and what is in the Holy of Holies. And this was interesting when I was studying this um, during this week. It's interesting to note that beyond the veil, we find the Ark of the Covenant. And in the Ark of the Covenant were the tablets containing the 10 words. I know Pastor Leo did a study of the 10 commandments, which is, it's really not the 10 commandments. It's the 10 words. But translation had changed it to commandment but it is the 10 words of God and so when we ask God to take us beyond the veil we are asking we are actually asking God, take me towards your commandments, which are beyond the veil because beyond the veil is the Ark of the Covenant. And within the Ark, we see his 10 words, which are his 10 commandments, not nine commandments. Like most of them would like to see it. They like to scratch off the fourth commandment, which in fact is Shabbat. No, take me beyond the veil, God, into the holies of holies. You're telling God, take me towards your words. Take me towards your commandments. Amen. Amen. And so we have, to, we have to keep all this in mind because I don't think we realize sometimes what we sing or what we're saying. And so it's, it's interesting that that is actually what's beyond the veil. And we can see in 1 Kings uh, chapter 8, verse 9. Let's turn there for a moment. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 9. And we're almost about done. nothing was in the ark except the two tablets of stone that Moses put there at Oreb and Adonai cut a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of the land of Egypt. So what do we see beyond the veil? The words of God, the commandments of God, which right in the middle of it, it says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Amen. So, if all 10 word or 10 commandments were in the holy of holies then it's important to God and it and he intends for us to strive to adhere to all the 10 words not just the nine all 10 words beloved all 10 words are a moral guide to living a sanctified life and so we have come to the end of this teaching I am very grateful that I was given the opportunity to talk about Shabbat because I love Shabbat. I love preparing for Shabbat. I love cooking on Shabbat. I love just spending time at our congregation on Shabbat. It's just a beautiful day. And and I would give anything for a lot more believers to understand how important this day is for the Lord. Amen. So I pray that you received... I pray that you took notes. I pray that you meditate on this. And I pray that you actually share this with believers that may be starting to feel convicted about Shabbat or maybe don't know anything about Shabbat. Um, Hopefully this teaching will bless them. Again, thank you for joining. Thank you for connecting. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord be with you. May his presence go with you wherever you go. May he make his face shine upon you. And may he give you rest. Amen. Shalom.